Welcome to the Munchkin Minute, your bi-weekly look into some tabletop gaming news and more. I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, and this is your news for early August 2020. First, I want to extend a get well soon to AEG's CEO, John Zinzer. Uh, John's a, a great guy in the industry. He had surgery this past week to remove a mass in his brain, and we're hoping for good news on that front, and we want to wish him a speedy recovery. As we know, last weekend would have been Gen Con 2020, and there was some Gen Con online festivities, so I kind of saw some of the uh, things out there, and of course, I don't really care what's going on with the online cons. I'm sorry, I just I just cannot get into it. I'd rather just play some games and stuff, but since even though it's not up my alley, I still have got some news from around the gaming sphere uh, that would have happened a bit probably at this year's Gen Con, uh, particularly some of the more popular news of things that you would have seen during Gen Con, like the Fantasy Flight in-flight report. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the information from there and some other uh, news that I did gather uh, this past weekend. Uh, In-Flight Report is just one of those things that I look forward to every year at Gen Con because, I mean, I'll play all of Fantasy Flight's games, but they have got all, usually a lot of great announcements and such, so uh, I still love to see what they've got coming out for them because they're just kind of my type of people because they just put out just the nutty games with all sorts of cards and very thematic and usually have a lot of IPs. So, uh, First up is the Twilight Imperium 4th Edition big expansion called Prophecy of Kings. Now, TI4 is a huge 4X game where you're basically, anytime I've played it, we usually spend a whole Saturday just playing this game. We'll get seven of us together and we'll just make a whole day of it. Uh, there are people that would just play this game like crazy, kind of a, a lifestyle game, but we usually play this one about once a year. Uh, and the fourth edition being their latest edition that came out, I believe, last year. Uh, it's really, really solid. Just really streamlines the game a little bit, even though it is still a pretty long game. The Prophecy of Kings, what it adds is seven new factions uh, for you to play, which is pretty amazing that it's got a whole lot of factions in there, you know, just to add to the game itself. There'll be 40 new space tiles. It's going to expand the game to play with eight. Now, remember I said you play with, uh, I believe it's seven and it takes all day. I could just imagine what adding another player would be, wouldn't be like as far as the game, but if, Hey, if you're in it for the, the long haul, you might as well just add a date anyway. This has got some new leaders, new powers, a new land unit called, uh, you know, a new mech land unit, new discoveries, deck action cards, agenda cards, objectives, technologies, promissory notes, uh, that are new ones of those legendary planets and more. Uh, this one is going to be solid. I think this one also is likely to be about 80 to a hundred dollars for this expansion. So you pretty much, they earn what's in there. There is a lot of stuff in there. There's also announced a fourth set for Keyforge called Dark Tidings. Now, Dark Tidings is a little bit different. Well, it's got some really funky things in there where they've got a high and a low tide card. Uh, and the card starts out of play, but uh, one player will kind of bring it into the play uh, with some of those cards that will have the tar card tidings, Dark Tidings that will have those effects. And uh, they'll have a larger effect depending on the high tide on which player's side. Now, they've also got a really weird thing. Uh, you know, they make such a big deal about Keyforge being thousands and thousands of unique decks. But now, I don't know if they start running out of decks with all these uh, different expansions, but they've got this thing called the Evil Twins deck, which is a new type of deck. They've got, uh, they'll have, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah decks, Evil Twin, which is going to be an exact copy of that other deck, which is going to be a real deck, which, you know, I guess maybe half the fun is going to be finding who has that other deck. Uh, but anyway, they're going to be, uh, you know, different art on it. There'll be, uh, I think, Creatures might have a couple different effects, so it won't be a complete copy, but it'll be that whole quote-unquote evil twin. Uh, like I said, new artwork, new graphic design, there'll be more abilities and be uh, completely different. So that's interesting to see uh, that they're putting that out there as well. And of course, so we'd remiss if I didn't mention my favorite game right now, Marvel Champions. They've got four new heroes that are coming out, Ant-Man and Wasp, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, both of those sets of two 
having mechanics for team-ups and having that keyword, I believe that's going to be team-up or something along those lines. And Ant-Man Wasp cards are, have this foldable mechanic for the cards, which is a bit nuts since all us gamers, we hate bending cards and we hate doing things to our cards and, and you know, our game bits and such. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that'll work out as well. They're also announced another big scenario expansion set with Guardians of the Galaxy called Galaxy's Most Wanted. There'll be two heroes, five villain scenarios, uh, playable either as a single encounters or as a campaign. Uh, they'll have, of course, Rocket and Groot. Rocket and Groot will be in there, and it'll be villains like Ronin and the Collector. There's also a new title from Richard Lanius. Oh, I love Richard Lanius. He puts out such great games. Uh, and Brandon Perdue called X-Men Mutant Insurrection. Uh, this one is going to be out quarter one of next year. Uh, it's going to be a solo uh, scenario-based co-op game where you build a team of mutants and fight your way through a story uh, till you get to the big bad. As I get more info info on that, you'll sure I'm sure you'll uh, hear me talking about that one as well. And hopefully I might even be able to get this one played uh, before that is, uh, you know, before that does come out. And then when I get some, uh, you know, some information as far as exact date and price, I'll get you that as well. And finally, Descent Legends of the Dark. Not really a whole lot of info, but being that there's so many things that have come from Dungeon Crawlers and Descent, uh, you know, being the latest one to put out, they probably will learn from a lot of what they've done and what Descent has done, uh, especially in uh, the second edition of Descent. Uh, should be real good. Hopefully going to be app-driven, kind of like they had those advances in Descent and the last few expansions. I mean, the app-driven game is just so good. Such great co-op play because you're uh, playing co-op versus the app and not the one versus many. So I really like that as well. Uh, this one is not part of the in-flight report, but there there was no information uh, about anything from Star Wars Outer Rim. Uh, I was really upset to not see anything from Outer Rim because that game is amazing. Uh, I'd love to hear more. Hopefully, they'll they'll get some information on expansion for that because it's really easy to expand that game, and it's not like them not to expand a game like that. There was another FFG announcement that was kind of separate. Uh, I think it came out like a little bit before or after the in-flight report. There is an expansion coming for Sid Meier's uh, Civilization, A New Dawn. It's called Terra Ignacognita. Uh, not sure when it's coming out, maybe towards the end of the year, but they, it is said to be about $35. Uh, I do absolutely like that game as well. Uh, Civilization is kind of the, the New Dawn is kind of a smaller version of Civ. Doesn't quite take as long as most of your 4X games. Uh, but what this one is going to add... Uh, it's going to give you opportunity to explore your surroundings and new landscapes and make the game dynamic as you play. Your cities will develop new districts that will give you new abilities. There'll be some new forms of government. Uh, there'll be more civs that'll be in the game as well. And you know, the battle is going to be redefined with more armies. Uh, there'll be 10 new leaders, which will allow you to double the number of civs you can play. And up to five players will be able to play this one. I'm not sure I'd recommend that. But, uh, you know, if it plays fast enough with, with three and four, it's still kind of an hour and a half to two hours. This one might... Might make it a little bit more uh, closer to the two-hour range, even if you know what you're doing, especially if you're going to play with five. But anyway, that is the the new Civilization, the new Dawn expansion called Terra Incognita. We're going to shift over to not-so-happy news. Wizards of the Coast is pulling Cybertron, putting Cybertron to rest for good after this next set, next set of Transformers, the TCG. Uh, it's called Titan Masters. Uh, I'm sorry, Titan Masters Attack will be the last set they put out for Transformers TCG. So who knows, maybe since it's going away, you might be able to get some of those sets or some packs or such a little bit cheaper, but it's a little shame. It's an okay game. It's not the greatest, but it is a decent, kind of a, a decent entryway into CCGs. Uh, and it is kind of a little family way you can play this with your kids if you'd like so it's uh it's not bad but i'm looking forward to seeing if i can get some of these at a little bit cheaper rate as we know, usa will be releasing 
Mystery House Back to Tombstone. It's going to be the first real expansion for Mystery House by Cranio Creations. It's going to be out uh, later this month in August for $15. Now, Mystery House is uh, kind of an enigma. So this one came out. I got this one for Christmas, and it's kind of an escape room game, and it's got an app, and you kind of put these cards into the thing. It's got a great idea for it, but their execution was a little bit lacking. The app is only okay. Kind of the rules are awful. You know, you really need to kind of look at BG to find some more rules as far as what you can or can't do when you're using the app and what if you're allowed to look at certain areas because being that you're putting these cards in different ways uh side you know uh, up and down and left to right in this box and these different grids and it's good you know it does a good job telling you where to put everything but as far as how you're supposed to get the clues and what you're allowed to see they don't do a really good job of that so maybe this one will uh give you a little bit better of an idea maybe the rule book in this one will be okay i did not see they I think they had like a one two three or four as far as the level of play uh, you know, as far as the difficulty of each one of them, uh, I didn't see what this one was going to be. So maybe this one will be kind of the an easier one since I think they had a level two and level three in the initial box. But maybe check this one out. This might maybe this will be the one that uh, kind of brings people into it. But you'll need the base game to play this one. Floodgate Games has started taking pre-orders for Sagrada, The Great Facades, Life. This is going to have three modular expansions in the box, uh, and Sagrada Life will retail for $19.99. Uh, of course, they've got some dice and extra cards in there. This one looks like a, a decent entry into the whole expansion, you know, as far as for Sagrada. Sagrada is a great, great game. has an app for it. Uh, this one will, will probably, you'll have some, like I said, Masterwork dice to get some prestige and you're going to be get some other cards to get some more public objectives. Uh, so this one, any, anything that adds to Sagrada is good in my book. It's really, uh, really solid as well. Renegade Game Studios has announced that they will soon, they will launch the Kickstarter for the upcoming game. Embarcada, Embarcada, I, I can't even say this one. Embarcadero, Embarcadero. I guess that's the way we're going to go with it. This one will be out. Uh, they'll have a Kickstarter coming out. Of course, I will uh, have more information of it, uh, of the game when it does go on Kickstarter. Uh, from what they say, players will step into the shoes of the savvy entrepreneurs, build San Francisco in the hulls of these abandoned vessels and carve out a foothold in this city council. What they've got here is... Uh, they kind of say it plays takes place over three rounds, and each round you're going to take play, take turns playing cards and placing tiles to take control of wharves to earn points and influence. Kind of sounds a little bit like New York 1901 with kind of placing things down and getting points there. But this one is made by Adam Buckingham and Ed Marriott. Uh, again, Renegade Game Studios. This one will be a Kickstarter uh, coming soon. Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast are continuing to bring D&D to a whole new world, adding a new family experience into the mix called Dungeons & Dragons Adventure Begins. Now, I hadn't heard of this one, uh, so I looked this one up online, and it's got pretty interesting. It's really cool. They've got this. Uh, it's really going into that family weight of uh, D&D where they've got kind of uh, – it's it's not a whole lot of dice and books or anything where you've just got some kind of – you pick – you're going to pick kind of what your what the big bad is you're going to go against, and then you're going to rotate who's the quote-unquote DM, who's going to kind of flip cards over. But each player is going to have basically your – you're going to have three kind of sections of a player card where you can kind of choose and make your card – you know, make your character up yourself – uh, and there's also going to be, uh, you know, different ways to do that. And then as you're playing, you can be one of the big bads. And each one of these is going to be kind of these uh, uh, cardboard, you know, kind of settings in each one. Each kind of dungeon or or adventure you're going to go on is going to have four or five of these different locations. And as you go through the location, you make a decision to go battle some monsters or you're going to do kind of like a... 
uh, you know, more of a role playing thing. And, and depending on how, you know, the different tasks that they sent to you, uh, you know, you may have to role play out some things and really trying to introduce people into that whole role playing aspect and then also making characters and such like that. There's going to be some story cards that Dungeon Master will read. And I believe each one of these kind of locations, they'll have, it'll rotate who's the Dungeon Master. So probably like four uh, of those locations before you get to the big bad, you'll have some 20 sided dice some 10 sided dice. So it kind of really, kind of really dilutes it down. There is a really good video of how to play uh, this one, the Dungeon Adventure Begins. And I will link to that uh, video so you can watch. It's only about nine minutes. It's a really good read. And it's uh, pretty cool to see what they've got in store for that. This one I kind of think I might get since I haven't really played a whole lot of uh, D&D with my family, but this might be one that I might, uh, you know, add to, to try just because it has kind of a very introductory, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Jaws of the Lion uh, is a good introductory to, to Gloomhaven. This one looks to be a good introduction to Dungeons and Dragons. And like I said, I will, uh, put the instructional video, uh, link in the show notes and it's only for $25. So you can't really go wrong here. Cause you know, at very least you're going to get a few nights of fun, uh, which is going to be less than the price of any movie for your family as well. So that's a, gonna be an interesting thing to check that one out. And finally, on the board game front, as far as new games, they, they announced uh, Roxley and Spin Master Limited announced Santorini, New York. This one is by Gord. Uh, this one is interesting because Santorini is a game where it was okay. Uh, you know, it was a game where you're trying to build to get your character to the third level of this kind of building. So a little abstracted, a cute little game. It has an app to it, which is kind of a little bit better. But uh, the way you really want to play is kind of the, you've got all these different, inside the box, there's all these different ways to play the game, you know, kind of other player powers that kind of vary some of the game rather than the base game, which is just kind of go, you know, kind of more of a push and pull abstract. This one, uh, they kind of up the abstractness a little bit, but they've got uh, kind of a newer way of playing. So you're, you're obviously it's set in New York and you're trying to build skyscrapers and you're trying to get to the top of uh, a skyscraper, but you're also trying to get the Statue of Liberty to the top. So uh, the way that they describe it is kind of, uh, you're going to be going and, and depending on which card you have, which roll card uh, is going to have a number on it. And you have to use the lowest number in order to get to the top, uh, you know, to be able to get the Statue of Liberty to put it up there. So, uh, you know, the player with the highest number is going to take the Statue of Liberty and then is, that's the only one who can win on that particular turn. So it's going to be a really interesting dynamic all versus one every turn because only one, one person can be able to win. So you're going to have to really try to block them and move around. Uh, you know, there's 14 roll cards and only four of them are going to be used in each game, which is going to mean there's a lot of replayability and it's going to really kind of give you that uh, kind of unique feel with each one of the games. So this might make it so that I might be a little more interested. But what's the one thing that is great about Santorini or Santorini, New York, is that it only takes about 15 to 30 minutes to play. So uh, you can get, you know, you just shuffle up and play with four more new cards in that particular uh, as well, the particular game. So even if you don't really have a good game, you can just shuffle right up and play another one real quick. So we've got three Kickstarters today. First one I want to talk about is the Umbrella Academy. So season two just launched, but there's the Umbrella Academy game that just launched uh, by the Umbrella Academy. Well, the, the, it's saying as the Umbrella Academy, the game, but it's, uh, I think it's, uh, Studio 71 had paired up with, uh, with them to help design, uh, this game. It's an interesting little card game, uh, where you're taking one of, you, you're taking the role of one of the siblings and trying to go against the big bad, but there's going to be a lot of other kind of object obstacles for you. You'll play in cards to help the obstacles and it's kind of a co-op game that way. Uh, it looks like $25 to get the standard edition. There's a deluxe edition for 
for 45 That'll have some a uh, little bit Kickstarter exclusives and plastic tokens and, of course, uh, all the un- the unlocks as well. Uh, I'm not sure. This is one of these things where uh, you may want to keep an eye on this one. The $25 doesn't say anything about uh, stretch goals. If you have to pay $45 for stretch goals, my God, that is a no-no in the Kickstarter industry. Having to pay a higher one to get uh, stretch goals. Usually, stretch goals come as long as you get the base game, you get stretch goals. So that's something you may want to check out and see. I hate to put a, a damper onto a Kickstarter that I'm promoting here, but but man, that's a no-no. So you may want to buy or beware on that one. But it is well-funded. It's got about three and a half weeks to go, but it's a game that looks decent. But um, I do hate it. Kickstarter exclusives, especially if you cannot get those stretch goals by getting the base game itself. But check that one out. Uh, hey, I like to be honest on the show. So I'm giving you a little bit of honesty there with that Umbrella Academy uh, there. Another one I wanted to talk about, Arcana Rising. This one is by Gray Fox Games. Uh, this one looks uh, pretty good. It's by Tim Armstrong. Uh, Tim Armstrong, if you remember, he did Orbis and Kaiju Crush and Bad Maps. I love Orbis. Orbis is an absolutely great family, kind of a super filler weight game. Now, Arcana Rising, 20 to 60 minutes, two to six players, kind of a lighter to medium weight game. Kind of got some card drafting uh, in there. And uh, what you don't see too often right now, it uses an abacus with your scoring, which is really interesting there. Uh, every player, each turn player is going to select a single card from the pile. They're a pass. Upon one card is taken. Uh, players pass the remaining cards clockwise and choose whether they add the new acquired card to the tableau or discard a card in order to run, get their engine going. So you have that seven wonders uh, kind of feel to there. There's going to be randomized moon tokens. We'll tell which players, which of their spells you can actually cast. And then the timing of getting your powers is obviously going to be uh, very, very important, uh, just like the cards that you're drafting. So this one looks interesting. Uh, this one is also funded and it's got about three weeks to go. This one has about $23 to get the uh, the base pledge. There's going to be a deluxe version as well. But of course, it looks like uh, as normally, uh, the, you know, the regular base pledge will get you the uh, the base game uh, as well, as well as all the stretch goals, which is what we like to see. There's also a retailer level. So if there's any retailers out there, uh, you can actually get some sleeves uh, for these from the, the campaign itself. But that's Arcana Rising by Gray Fox Games. And finally, I got one more Kickstarter to talk about. I mentioned this one last show that it was coming, Vampire the Masquerade Rivals, which is an expandable card game. Uh, this one is by Renegade Game Studio. Uh, this one has got you where you play. This one is made by Matt Hira. He did a lot of good kicks, uh, got a good uh, deck building game. So this has kind of that good pedigree uh, since he knows what he's doing when it comes to this type of card game. So I recommend uh, usually just about anything by Matt. He's got a really good design pedigree. Uh, you'll play one of those four different factions. Or you're going to be trying to get dominance to get 13 agenda points to get your dominance. And you'll have two actions uh, to do to pull out all your vampire shenanigans. Uh, we're you're either going to recruit vampires, claim a tile, or attack another vampire. This one's got a $40 price tag. Of course, all the stretch goals there uh, will be included. And they've got an all-in pledge, which has a sleeve pack, uh, upgraded tokens, and pretty much, oh, another pack, a crypt pack for deck customization is also included in there. Uh, so that looks pretty good there. Vampire the Masquerade Rivals, they do a lot of good. Their, their quality is really good at Renegade Game Studios, and this one should be a really good card game. Haven't played it yet, but this one's got about two, week, two weeks to go as of this recording. And like I said, it is well-funded, so you should start to get some good stretch goals there as well. Thanks for joining me today. If you see any news you think I'd like to feature, shoot me a message at GeekJogBlog on Twitter. Also, please check out Majorspoilers.com for more content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. As always, I'm Dan Dan, the board game man, and I'll see everyone in two weeks for another Munchkin Minute.
podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.